Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. With me today are Louis D'Souza and Anne-Marie Young. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And we are also happy to just be here at all because we've been experiencing all kinds of little tiny glitches and thingies that don't quite seem to work properly. And we're just going to go ahead anyway and hope everything works out for the best because uh, this is definitely not a show we want to miss because uh, Kelly Collins is joining us today. She's going to tell everybody how she likes to get unstuck and how she likes to help everybody else get unstuck. And that's certainly something that many of us, except for Louie, Louie, who has everything figured out perfectly, but except for Louie, everybody <laughs> else is trying to figure out how to get things unstuck. And so she's going to be perfect for this. <laughs> I love ragging on Louie. I do. Cause I mean, he's he, seriously, he, he's fabulous. I mean, and he, he's got so much of this stuff nailed down. Um, so it's, it's my way of saying, boy, I'm jealous of him. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, welcome to the program. How are you doing today? <laughs> Thank you. I'm doing great. And my dad's that way. He just picks on the ones he loves the most. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, that's all right. You know, I, I like that uh, that comparison. That's a good comparison. So give us a little bit of a biography, autobiography of yourself. Tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are now. Well, I am a Southern girl. I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, and my background is sales and marketing um, from my first job was selling cell phones, believe it or not, back when they had the Motorola bricks. And, uh, only oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that was my first job out of college. And um, I got married at 21, started having babies, had three daughters by the time I was 29. And um, we moved a, a lot for my husband's job. And so my kids are extremely well-traveled and love to travel. And, um, and that definitely, you know, came through me. <laughs> I'll go anywhere, anytime, pretty much. But I, um, I did healthcare marketing and all kinds of different things as far as marketing goes. And then I started a company with a partner, Susan. She was a journalist and I was in the business and marketing side. And we started a news company. Um, we did a little hometown. Uh-oh. See those technical glitches, they just decide to just insert themselves <laughs> when they feel like it. And it looks like we're getting one inserted right now with Kelly. So we'll have to give Kelly a moment to reconnect and uh, then she can finish her story. But, uh, um, well, let's see. I haven't said hello to you guys yet. So, Amory, anything new going on over there in the UK? We've got sunshine today. That's good. Okay. Yeah. That brightens everybody's mood up after what feels like four years of rain. It brightens my solar panels up too. Uh, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here actually charged a hundred percent today. Well, that's cool. That's all right. Okay. I think we have Kelly back. So are you there, Kelly? I am here. I don't know when I all froze right. though. So. <laughs> Let's see. Where were you in your story? Uh, you had uh, you uh, up until twenty nine. You had your kids. You started to move, and then I think we kind of fell apart at that point. Okay. Yeah, we eventually moved back to our hometown, and I started an online newspaper with a friend from church. And oh no! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, here we go. Oops. I think we have her back. He's back again. Hooray. Tell me about the story. Oh, try once more, Kelly. See what you can do. 
She's frozen again. Oh no! See, this is when you really appreciate computers. Technology is great until it's not, isn't it? Mm, yeah. <laughs> this is where I like to remind myself that uh, the only thing that is more amazing that than technology that fails on you is that the technology works at all. That's how I find a way to appreciate it. <laughs> Otherwise I go crazy <laughs> like everybody else. <laughs> oh, she's coming in on another channel. All right. Let's see what we can do about this. All right. There she is. Hello. <laughs> Aren't we having fun Hi. yet? <laughs> totally. I'm cracking up in my hotel room in Baltimore. <laughs> okay. Well, that's cool. That's all right. So, what, you know, we, we, we've failed a couple times now to get through the story. Let's try once more. And, and if you don't strike out, then, you know, we'll be good. <laughs> um, the, the, the long story short is we built the business. Um, my partner exited and then I, you know, I built it out to about eight sites and sold it in 2018. And then I had to stay with that company for three years as part of the deal. And I retired in 21 and started traveling all over the world. And um, it was just a really great experience. And while I was traveling, I got the idea for this book. Now all we need is an idea for a book on how to unstuck telecasts. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> right? I mean, seriously. How to unstick when you're stuck. Oh, my goodness. We're going to have to do a special episode on that sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Louis, we, we aren't hearing Louis, you. We can't hear you now. We, we got more technical stuff going on. <laughs> well, it helps if I unmute myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there is that. Okay. Yeah. The saying of the century. <laughs> Louis, you're on mute. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Kelly's back for the fifth time. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> must be on my end, apparently. Hotel. Ke Kelly, okay. you need to go outside the hotel door, knock on every door around you, and tell everybody to stop watching movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what my other God. Things? I don't know. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, go outside and use my cellular. Maybe it would do better. Um, anyway, I wrote a book. Kelly, Kelly, do you think it would work better if you turned your camera off? Would that help? I don't know. Because I know sometimes that just helps with the bandwidth, or, or it could just be. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. I mean, if, if, the the voice, if the voice continues to work, then we know it worked. Can you so hear me? Amazing. We do. We yeah, hear we you just hear you. Okay. We hear you. All right. Well, let's. We'll, we'll go with this working theory for now and see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So uh, you, you had a business. You, you sold it. Uh, you were able to retire, which is really good. And then you decided to write a book. Uh, that I guess is about becoming unstuck. And, and where did that idea come from? I think she's frozen. We found a way to freeze audio. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was possible, but apparently it is. <laughs> so I take it my theory on taking the pitch. I think I might be back. Oh, oh, we're back. Yeah. There you are. Okay. Oh, gosh. So sorry, guys. This is. <laughs> um, well, we, we do call this our daily dose of happy, and we're getting lots of laughter. So this is a good thing. It's just a question of perspective <laughs> on these things. This is true. This is true. Um, unstuck. Yes. So the book is a series of interviews. It's a memoir, my memoir, but then I also interview 10 of my friends 
who gave me great advice and helped me get unstuck. And, but every chapter is an interview with one of them and then the advice that they gave me. And so I also asked them to share their story on how they got unstuck. And so it ends up being like almost like 11 mini memoirs, <laughs> but, okay. um, but, but it just, that was definitely not the original working title. Um, Uh oh. See, we're even doing cliffhangers here. We want to find out what the original working title is, and then she gets stuck again. <laughs> oh my goodness! This may end up being a an interview we have to reschedule or something, just because the technology is not cooperating. Well, we'll give it one more try and see what happens, but. Um... <laughs> That's the way it is sometimes around here. Sometimes our vibration gets so high. This is not uh, crazy. I mean, there are times when our vibration literally knocks out all of the electronics. It just can't keep up. And this is, I think it's what's happening here. Um, whatever, whatever's going on at Kelly's end, the, the technology is just saying, okay, I can't handle vibration that high. You know, go away for a day and come back. <laughs> Love that. All right. All right. Can you hear me well, now? I don't know if you can hear me. <laughs> We, we do hear you. So okay. we're, we're going to try one more time. If, if this continues, maybe we'll just have to reschedule or something. Um, because I mean, we can only handle so much humor at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was just, I was just thinking, I wonder if they have a different setup here at the hotel. I could give it a shot, but, um, since we're live, that would be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can all- we have done all kinds of awkward things live, let me tell you. So this is not out of the ordinary in that sense. It's just, yeah, it's not quite what we planned, that's all. But, okay, so you um, you, you started this book, and you had uh, 10, 11 other people involved and had all these little memoirs within the memoir about, uh, I guess they were all t- tied into this concept of unstuck. And then you said, but that's not what the title was originally about. And you left it with, left us with a great cliffhanger because we didn't find out, well, what was it about? So what was it about? <laughs> and she freezes up again. <laughs> I know. I, we'll take there it back. Are. There you are. I was up while you were framing your question. It froze <laughs> So anyway, they, they, it, that the word stuck came up over and over and over again. They just kept saying it. And so that ended up creating the subtitle of the power to get unstuck. <laughs> okay. Well, what was the original concept behind the book? The original title was swiping right after 50. And it was just going to be about, you know, kind of, I, I wanted to do the interview thing, but it would just be single women who were dating, but it really turned out to be much more about what we all go through leading up to dating and maybe what we all need to work on before we start dating. Mm. And so that was, it was, you know, I think if you, if you're stuck and you're dating, then you're not necessarily like the best person who's you know, you're not that dateable. This is true. Yeah. That does kind of cause a problem. Yeah. And, and I'm well aware of that personally, just because I got divorced a few months back. And so I'm now entering the dating world for the first time in 23 years, 24 years. So, yeah. Um, so, okay. That, so that was the, that was the impetus behind it. Um, and, but the, the whole unstuckness came in. Now, uh, do you have 
but like your contributors and yourself, do you guys aim at like a particular form of unstickiness? I mean, is there, is there like a, a <laughs> is there a particular theme going on besides the unstuckness or is it just kind of being stuck in general? Well, it evolved um, into really topics like um, a self-love mantra, having a vision for your life, anger, forgiveness. Each story just kind of evolved into a topic that we all really have to address. You know, if you're constantly angry, then you're not a happy person. And, you know, you want to be happy. And if you're angry, you probably don't have a lot of self-love. And so that all ties in. And if you're angry, you probably have somebody you need to forgive, even if that's yourself. And so it really just kind of evolved into this um what I, I call them empowerment practices. So in addition to the piece of advice and the interviews, you also have an empowerment practice in each of the chapters that helps you kind of walk through whatever that problem is. Okay. Can you give us a flavor? Katie, I'm, I'm in chapter one. I, I meet uh, Kiki from Sweden and um she just happens to be a psychotherapist and I'm walking on the trail with her. <laughs> we meet and we start talking and she asked me if I've ever done a vision board. And I said, no. And I kind of rolled my eyes. You know, I didn't think that was something I wanted to do. One of those and things. I'm, you know, yes. here, here I am in Spain with a 20 pound backpack on. And I'm like, I, you know, I don't happen to have a poster board or a cork board in my backpack. So I guess I'll do that when I get home. And I, we're joking. And, and she says, pull out your phone and open your notes app. And she doesn't let me off the hook. So she makes ah. me start thinking through a vision for myself. And mm -hmm. and it just started with a list of words. And so that's what I say in the book. Like, you, this doesn't have to be something complicated. You don't have to have a bunch of magazines. You don't have to get on the Internet and print out a bunch of pictures. Just start with a list of words, things that make you happy, um, things you want to do with your children, things you want to go do by yourself. You know, some people want to go do yoga teacher training or they want to go hike the Camino or they just want to go to a spa for a weekend, <laughs> you know? whatever that is. But just a list of things that makes you happy. And then and then it, your vision starts spinning off of that. And so, I mean, it was just, you know, she really could have just let me be a smart aleck and joke it off. But she didn't. Uh oh. You heard that, guys, didn't you? That little blip there at the end? Yeah, I had that. Yeah. We'll give it a second to see if it reconnects. This, this is kind of upsetting a little bit because I could tell we got a good story here. We're not getting the story. We're getting oh, yeah, little tiny Yeah, I really want to hear it. Yeah. I mean, this, this is like, you know, the, the TV I'm series. that she can turn to cellular network. So it sounds and, like she doesn't have much reception in her room. Probably not inside the room. She'd probably have to go outside for something like that because most hotel rooms have, if you're not on their Wi-Fi, it's kind of dead. And I don't mean, yeah, I mean, I just mean like there's no signal. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. I'm afraid that that's uh, not working very well. All right. Well, she's going to try to reconnect it. Yep. Here she comes. And there she is again. Hello. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so sorry. This is crazy. Hey, you, you can only do what you can do. It's outside of your yeah. control. So, you know, um, I'm thinking, <laughs> I, I'm thinking maybe we need to reschedule just to bring you in another time to, to tell your story. Cause I mean, we're, 
Emery and I were both agreeing. This is a story we want to hear. And it's like, wait a minute. You can't just stop there. Tell us the next part of the story. And then, you know, wait 30 seconds for you to be able to read. Oh, she's frozen again. <laughs> this is definitely a theme. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well. Lacking any better ideas, I think that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with we're going to get Kelly back another time, and we'll we'll try to make it out on Monday so that we can. Uh, so, Emery, you can hear the rest of the story too, and Louis, and we'll just yeah, we'll we'll just roll with the punches here. So, in the meantime, we have a great shot of Kelly on screen laughing right now. I mean, that, that, I that's actually. <laughs> <laughs> She's got her head back. Oh, here she comes, coming in with another another connection. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I think what we're going to do, Kelly, is we're going to say let, let let's bring you back into the time because I mean this is yep. just not it's not doing your your story any good service. So let let let's schedule you to come back on a Monday so that Emory and Louie can hear this, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll just do it again. We'll try again sometime. That's all. That would be great. Yeah. All right. Too bad. Well, thank you for trying this time. <laughs> thank you. We appreciate it. Yep. Yeah. So nice Kelly, to meet you. Thank you. Take care. All right. Thanks. Yep. Bye bye. So, all right, well, guys, then this has become open-ended. We get to decide where we're going to go with the with today's show. <laughs> I just love the fact that it's coming. Her book's like coming unstuck. <laughs> we just yeah, got stuck. Right. Completely stuck. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely an LOA thing, right? You keep talking about being stuck, and yep, there we are. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I was in the sauna yesterday talking about. Uh, when you say no to something, you're saying yes to something you don't want. And boy, was I getting arguments left, right, and center. <laughs> <laughs> Just refer them to this episode. No, that's That'll not how it works. I said, oh. So to them, when you focus on what you don't want, it helps expand you to what you do want. So cancer is what you don't want. What do you want? Not cancer. I said, well, what do you want? What does not cancer look like? Mm. <laughs> And I said, oh, oh, uh, health. I said, great. Oh, so good. are you focusing on health or are you focusing on not cancer? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so the discussion continued. <laughs> but, you, you know, the, the new sauna with the uh, naturist guys, they, they, they're not pushovers. They've got strong thoughts and beliefs mm-hmm. and ideas. They're very, mm-hmm. very different people to the last <laughs> public uh david lloyd uh health club yeah very I, different I, people i'm curious though what what directions do they take the discussion into since they clearly weren't really happy with what you were saying <clears throat> well they they started getting stuck with all different things so i had to go down rabbit holes and of course the time in the sauna never allows too much because people get too hot and have to leave Mm. Uh, and that's what I like about it, actually. <laughs> I'm getting too bored with somebody. I can just leave. <laughs> that's a good excuse. <laughs> but it also gives them a good excuse. They get bored with me just to walk out. So it's cool. true. Fair is fair, right? <laughs> fair is fair, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, but afterwards I had some really good discussions individually. One uh-huh. guy was having me stay there forever and his wife was saying, come on, let's go, let's go. What about this? What about this? And I was like going into it and going into it. You know, I started to talk about AI and, um, you know, chat GBT and how incredibly powerful it is. And, you know, if you, if your kids are being taught anything that Google can answer or. 
Oh yeah, that'll win a lot of that'll win you a lot of friends. That one, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he was really curious about that. You know, he started to see the kind of logic of the whole thing, and he was like, "Yeah, well, what do we teach our kids?" You know, so that's a good question. Yeah, you know. So, will the robot be able to do art better than me? Probably. <laughs> so, you're ready. What are you? What are you left with? So, how to get them to do? things for you and which way to approach it or how to interact with them, how to, how to, um, I don't know. I mean, I suppose there'll be sex, sex machines as well. That'll probably spearhead the whole movement. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably will. <laughs> That's where all the money will go in. <laughs> um, you know, but it's like game, game, game. Sorry. What's that? Can it cook a roast dinner on a Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, you know, I'm looking forward to those days, you know. My wife can sit and we all, but we'll be around the table and the other robot comes and bring us our roast dinner. And you know, I just like the idea. <laughs> you know, it washes up the dishes, puts them away. I like the idea. It makes my bed in the morning. Gives me a lot of freedom to focus on my philosophizing and my ideas and the structure and the universe. And it's cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Elon Musk, that thing I sent you about Elon Musk. I, I like your oh, comment, Emery. That was hilarious. It was literally like listening, listening to you from another form. It was crazy. <laughs> we are yeah, still alive. You know, so tell listeners what, exactly what it is you're, that you sent because they know what you sent. Ooh, well, Elon Musk was, was, was being asked, you know, about why he believes what he believes and all the rest of it. And he was saying, well, it goes down to when I was, I can't remember his age, when he's 18 or something, when he had an yes, existential crisis and he was saying, you know, um, I really had to find out who I was and where I was going, what I believed. And then he read the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. And then the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy points to the idea that, um, what the answer is to life, the universe, and everything is a crazy question because the answer is 42. But, <laughs> but the important thing is what's, what's the correct question to ask? And of mm. course, they built planet Earth with the humans to start answering that question. But he got it wrong, by the way. He didn't, he, he made out that planet Earth was the first computer. It wasn't. That's true. Yeah. The, I noticed the first that. computer yeah. was, 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 was a computer, mm -hmm. um, as we know today. And right. the second computer was planet earth. Yes. So the more advanced one was us trying to work out what the answer, what the good question is for life, the universe and everything. But he, he brought out a good point, which I probably didn't see as clearly as he did. And he said, it's, it's more important to look at the questions. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and to ask the right questions. And, uh, you know, I didn't pick that up as clearly as he did. You know, I got it. It's, it's, it's mm -hmm. all very clear in the book, mm. but he definitely seemed to have got a lot of clarity out of, out, out of that aspect. Um, <clears throat> well, part of that is because of the way Douglas Adams wrote the book. I mean, like, yeah. for instance, in, in the, in the book, when, uh, they create the first computer to come up with the ultimate answer to life, the universe and everything, and, and they, they pose it to this computer that's going to uh, um, design the whole thing, so to speak. The computer's response is tricky. And that's the whole thing. That's the whole analysis <laughs> of, of you know, how important this question is. So, so he's, Adams is making light of the question is, is really what it comes down to. And that's why we kind of easily skip over it. 
This is what Elon Musk said. He said that it's it's actually a very um, philosophical, existential book written with humor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I really got that intrinsically, but he put it intellectually for me. And I never really saw it with that level of Mm. looking at it. You know, I really felt it because I was such a serious kid. I wanted to know what life, the universe, everything. When I read this book, you know, a Vogel construction fleet hung in the air like a brick wooden. And I was laughing in the car with my parents, absolutely in tears of laughter. And they was like, what's so funny? Well, the Vogan construction fleet hung in the air like a brick wooden. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> my parents were like, what's this guy on? <laughs> but I was absolutely hosing myself because it took all the things that I took desperately seriously and made them into something humorous. And that book from that perspective was an absolute lifesaver for me. Changed my whole life, you know. It took my incredible intenseness and just blew it to pieces on so many directions. And I was like freed because of the incredible humor that was brought into such an incredible book. But, you know, a lot of people don't see that book like that at all. No, but I mean, a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah. It's true. That's why he has so many fans. And and I have to say, I now have this eternal me- uh, image in my in my mind. So, well, sort of a, more of a scene than an image, but uh, of – you and your parents in the car and, mm. and their faces as they're sitting in, I imagine you in the back seat, they're in the front seat and, and there's yep. this quizzical look on their faces and you in the back seat, you're kind of rolling over. You know, exactly. as you're, as you're laughing. <laughs> and this is the, the perpetual scene that I see in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and, and the whole idea that he puts a Babel fish in his ear so he can listen to Vogon poetry <laughs> because it translates for him. And it's just such crazy crap. <laughs> Fatal fish in the ear. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, actually, that wasn't, to me, that wasn't the craziest part. The craziest part mm. was that he would actually want to listen to the Vogon poetry. Exactly. Especially <laughs> with the worst poetry in, in the universe. <laughs> well, it was the second worst, wasn't it? Oh, was it probably? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember what the worst one was. Adams, it probably it, was the second worst. It was. I think, I think the worst one was, was a reference to, to some actual earth poet. I can't remember who it was, or perhaps a philosopher. <laughs> right. I'm not sure which. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> That's about what his speed was, yeah. Uh, but oh, what was the God. other thing Elon brought up um, that I just remembered? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, Got a bit lost now, but there were a few things in the, in that. Um, well, that was the that main was just part. so similar to me. That was just like mm. spot on. He wants to save the planet. He he likes the idea of more people on the planet. He knows the planet can handle more. I've said all these things time and again on um, on, on the show, mm. in some shape or form. Um, and you know, he just it's really interesting. He's born in South Africa as well, and and mm. all the rest of it. But uh, it's just really interesting. I, I never thought I would be hearing Elon Musk sprouting what I've been saying. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't think funny. I don't think there's anything I would put past Elon Musk. To be perfectly honest, I mean, <laughs> he really does, he doesn't have a whole lot of fear about what he comments on or, or focuses exactly. on. Exactly, you can see by his posture, the way he speaks, and all the rest of it, the casualness of his clothing. Mm-hmm. He really is not interested. You know, he's got such a vision, and he's so focused, and he's moving so clearly towards it that the rest doesn't matter. You know, there's no pretentiousness, there's no nothing. And I really appreciate that about anybody who's achieved that kind of level of confidence and clarity. Well, it's also um, kind of but, a challenge, too, because it means that he has learned not only how to do that, but how to do that in a very public eye. Mm, mm, I mean, all he has to do is utter one thing that's even slightly controversial, and he's hammered by millions. Mm, 
Hmm. Not that he cares a continental. <laughs> not really. I was the richest man in the, in the world. Now I'm not. Who cares? Yeah. Oh, tomorrow I'm the richest <laughs> man again in the world. Oh, who cares? <laughs> I mean, that could be right out of the Douglas Adams book. It really could. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, uh, my goodness. You, you have to appreciate the guy. If you love or hate him, you just have to have mm. some respect for him. You have to. Yeah, I'm not um, sure that I could do what he does. Because I mean, he he also he doesn't he's not afraid to put himself out there on stuff that's controversial, and sometimes many of us roll our eyes like, "What you're doing this again?" And he he gets hammered for it every time, and he just mm. I don't know he just kind of he, he almost seems to like it. Mm. I'm not sure. You, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm not saying that he likes getting beaten up or anything like that, but it's it's like he 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 likes stirring the pot. Mm. I mean, I, I want to see a conversation between um, uh, Jordan Peterson and Elon Musk, and I want to see a conversation between Jordan Peterson and Sadhguru. I want to see those two. Why Jordan I Peterson? Be, I just think he's incredible. He's got an incredible mind. He really has clarity um, that I haven't seen in many people for a while. And he has, he has a completely different clarity for somebody like Sadhguru. Sadhguru is really clear about the almost existential, the non-physical, um, clarity that he can bring into the physical. But, uh, Jordan Peterson's very much ingrained in the intellectual, re, you know, what we would call real world, you know, university professor, psychology, you know, the whole thing. And he's one of the first psychologists, you know how much I hate psychology. One of the first psychologists I'd actually be able to listen to ever in my life. First one, number one, okay. Jordan Peterson. Okay. Well, that is saying something I have to acknowledge because you usually don't have a whole lot of nice things to say about psychology. So it's nice to hear yeah. that for change. Yeah. <laughs> but he looks at it from such a different perspective than I've seen anybody else really talking to or from. And, uh, the clarity what of his mind. I've heard of him. Jordan Peterson. Oh, yeah. So at the moment, Canada is trying to de-professor him and, and oh, really? wrap him on the knuckles and all the rest of it. He's made this entire thing that they've done, every point that they brought up that he said in public, because he's very outspoken, perceived to be outspoken, but mm-hmm. nothing he said can be uh, deemed as anything, really. He says all these years he's put anything out there. If you break everything down, he said in context, nothing can be, nothing can be say he's this, that, or the other. You can't. It's just clear because of the way he's put everything. He's very clear about how he puts everything out on. And he took everything that they said to him and he's put it in public. He had an hour's talk with his daughter, Michaela, in, in, um, I think she's in Miami or Florida. <clears throat> and they have this um, conversation where he breaks down everything. He tells how it's making him feel, you know, he could just give up his professorate because he's so famous and popular. He puts a video up and within a day, he's got millions and millions of views. Sure. Um, so, you know, they, he, he breaks everything down that, um, they're, they're attacking him with. And then what he does is he says, well, you know, what they want to do is reeducate me. I mean, the guy is a master in, in his mind. Nobody's going to be able to reeducate this guy. He says, that's not going to work, is it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just not. It's just nobody going to be able to do anything to him. It's just, he's just too clear. He's just. He's written white papers. He's been a professor at Harvard for long periods. Of th- you know, he's he's done everything. You know, there's there's, there's nothing much you can do to the guy. <laughs> but he says, I, I spent so long getting it. I don't just want to wrap it over. I'm not going to get these woke guys. And he gives them really names. 
and he and he, these are very clear specific names that he calls them and you should listen to the way he puts it very clear but he slams them to the wall and he says i'm not going to let these guys get away with it and i'm going to make every step of the way completely public everything they do to me is going to go completely 100% public and they're not going to get away with anything <clears throat> and they're going to have to you know absolutely show exactly what they're doing not only to him but to many other people who are not towing the line who are thinking for themselves they're slamming them to the post getting rid of their degrees or wanting to re-educate them so he wants to show everybody what these guys are actually doing and how they're doing it so that no that nobody can get away they can't really get away with it you know that easily in the future because you know he really has a huge following massive following I, 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 on the one hand, I certainly can admire the fact that he wants to do that. On the other hand, there's, there's a, that big question in my head, which is why bother? That's what his daughter said. Why bother? Just come to America and they'll accept you completely in the red states, you know, <laughs> in the red, <laughs> in the red states. They'll give you anything. <laughs> actually, not just America. I mean, you, you can actually go almost anywhere in the world. There are going to be a few places you're going to have trouble, but you can but go he's almost anywhere a step in the world. Further. He's starting but, his own but, university and you know what he's doing. He's, he's, um, he's only getting passionate people to talk. Absolutely is great. passionate people. And he's that. already he's starting his own university. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fabulous. And I love that. But, I, but, but I still go back university. to my question though. I still go back to my yeah. question. Because I, I really I really am curious to know what whether he directly answered his daughter's question. Because his daughter's question is my question. Why bother do this? He he said, I've spent so many years trying to get these degrees, you know, formulate them and you know, all the rest of it. Why should I just pack it up and give it up and why should they not be exposed for what they're doing okay that 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 explains the negative end of the stick what's the positive end of the stick the positive end of the stick is he doesn't want it to happen to other people from what i can perceive no I'm that's sure still that's to. still negative end of the stick <laughs> it's like what you were saying to the guy about the cancer <laughs> well, it's not negative. Every subject's two subjects. And if you look at it from the point of view that it's saving these people's lives and professions. So his goal is to save people's lives and professions. That's that's really what he's trying to well, accomplish. Well, lives. You know, wouldn't say lives. They're not going to die if they remove their, their, their okay. degree or whatever. But, um, <clears throat> you know, why, sh why, why are they doing that? That's the question, really. Why, why are they going to this degree to take down somebody who's got their own mind and is thinking their own thoughts? Why is the woke idea out there saying, I'm right and you're wrong and you must believe what I believe? Why are they doing that? Why? You know, okay. they need to be exposed for what they're doing. Okay. So it's basically just for free speech, free, free opinion. Yeah. Free I mean, humanity born in every single one of us is a credible desire to expand and to have freedom freedom and expansion kind of go together but we want freedom if you put me in a in a meter to meter box i'd be happy for a little while and then i'll say no no i want something bigger and you give me a 10 by meter by 10 meter and i'll be yeah i'm really happy with this it's nice and then after a while no i want something bigger and so it goes on and on and on that's it's it's built into man if if it, i mean there's this huge conspiracy theory out there that the uh, world economic forum is um I mean, they, they're just destroying at the moment the Dutch farming, farmland. They're saying, you have to give it up, guys. Just go, go off it. You know, we're going to take it over and we're going to build cities and, 
Um, you know, we're going to use it to, to make it go back into nature and your cows are making too much pollution in the air, etc. I mean, if you understand soil, you understand that one of the best ways to get that pollution out of the soil is to improve the soil, um, to get it out of the air is to improve the soil because it'll suck it back down in. And the cows are one of the best things to fertilize it and to improve the soil because of their poo and their wee, etc. And they're eating the grass. And so, you know, I'm looking at it from my safe soil point of perspective as well. Um, it's not true. So they they destroyed the most effective um, agricultural country in the world. It's a tiny one which they had to had to dig out the sea to get. And they're incredibly creative, and they all understand what's going on. And strangely enough, during this whole incredible riots and everything that they're doing there, um, the Melinda Bill Gates uh, Center burned to the ground because they're buying up land everywhere. And I mean, they've got more land in America than anybody else. They've bought more land. They're going to turn it into wild animal things so nobody can live on it and everything can be free and all the rest of it. But then you're starving people because you're taking away farmland and food crisis. I don't know if you have a look at the moment what's going on in um, uh, north of India is Pakistan. Mm-hmm. Pakistan, they are they're starving. And they're pulling truckloads of grain into the streets, and uh, eight, keep, eight people died on one trying to steal or get to or get some grain off the truck. Um, that, and then the government's run out of food, and then they've got such bad credit score that they can't buy, they can't loan any money to get any more in. And so, you know, and this is this is because of COVID, and then incredible floods. So they, they the farmers have just. Completely, I mean, literally, the floods was massive. I mean, it's just pools of water. So, you know, again, there are something like 800 million people who are starving at the moment on planet Earth. And <clears throat> it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And then there's this whole triad between um, starvation, epidemic, and war. And the three go together. And the whole thing in um, Ukraine. Now, Ukraine is, guess what? One of the the best soils on the planet, mm-hmm. if not the best soil on the planet. Very early. So yeah. it's it's so crucial. Now, you've destroyed <clears throat> them getting the, all, all the grain out of Ukraine. So the world's starving. Because, I mean, Pakistan used to get grain from Ukraine. Now they're going to have to ship it from Australia or, uh, you know, somewhere much, much further America. And it's a much longer route to try and get to them much, much longer. And then there's the time that takes to get them, the amount it's going to cost them. The food is just going up and up and up, even in our country, in your country, everybody. So <clears throat> it's, it's, it's really interesting how much is going on out there. And, um, the, the whole, there's this group of guys who who think they had the solution, and one of the solutions is to 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 make everything natural and, and grow and all, take over all the land. In the process to do that, people are going to starve and die. And they say, well, if we have to kill a few, it doesn't matter. At least we save humanity. <laughs> yeah, um, and the, that's, that's the kind of argument that goes out there. And um, it's, I just think that kind of attitude is horrendous. But, you know, that that's how it's perceived out there at the moment. There is this whole thing about this whole dynamic going on in many countries all over the place. I think Bill Gates owns more, more land in America than anybody else. 
That could be. I'm not really sure. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't and he's buying up land like nothing mm-hmm. all over America. Anywhere. I mean, in the Netherlands as well. Mm-hmm. All over. So he's just buying up land, buying up land. And why is okay. he doing that? You've got to ask yourself. Oh, I'm sure he has an agenda. I mean, there are lots of agendas. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, 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 part of the reason I put my hand into this hornet's nest, which apparently I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's always good to know what you're doing, right? <laughs> I like to be yeah. honest about what it is I'm doing. I put my hand in a hornet's nest. <laughs> but uh, no, part of the reason I put my hand into the hornet's nest is I, I like to remind myself and, and I guess indirectly remind listeners and everybody else I'm talking with that uh, we get to control what ex- Experiences we have in our lives to a large degree by where we give our attention. And so when I, whenever I hear myself or others mm-hmm. giving a lot of energy to things that are going wrong, I initially, mm. I, I immediately start thinking, okay, where do I want to give my attention instead? I 100% agree with you. So the awareness of what's happening out there, um, I've, you know me, I've hardly ever watched the news or gone there and all the rest of it, but I've started to, to get exposed to it. And the, the, the philosophy I have, which is exactly the same as yours, is I know that doesn't matter how bad it gets around me, I can create my own reality. Right. I'm, I'm completely comfortable with that, but I know that a lot of people have no idea what that is. Mm hmm. They're clueless about it. So, you know. Well, yeah, that's really reason important. why we do a podcast. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so you're really getting to the point of understanding, can you actually create your reality with all the stuff going on around you? I mean, mm. I'm being affected. You know, more my mortgages are going up. Um, my gas, <laughs> electricity, everything's gone uh, up. The food's going up. Um, travel. Yep. I'm not laughing at what you're saying, by the way, just so listeners know, I'm laughing because my cat is rubbing up against the microphone, just so everybody knows. (laughs) So I'm also directly being affected. And uh, so it's not, it's not like I'm sitting pretty and tight and, you know, nothing's happening in my world. Um, There, there are a lot more pressures that are on me now that haven't been there before. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I'm not the only one. (laughs) I can see that uh, all around me. Um, but you know, it's, it's important to know how you're going to deal with it all and how you're going to be focused and, and move forward with it. For, but I for think my it's really important to be a, aware what people, what people's agendas are and how to navigate around them to your best ability. Mm-hmm. Um, well, from my, and, from my you know, perspective I, also, there's something else too. And that is yeah. all of these situations that we encounter, you've been laying out quite a few of them here. Um, but there are many of them. I mean, I think everybody listening could come up with a with their own list, and we, if we were to yeah, collate exactly. those together, we have this massive list. Um, but in all of those situations, I think there's one thing that is really cool, and that mm-hmm. is every one of them becomes an opportunity to become stronger in terms of our own ability to create, of our Absolutely. own ability to become, you know, more powerful conscious creators. And in the process, it's it's like what Abraham Hicks talks about. They talk about how the best way to help somebody else is to be good at it yourself because mm. the better you are at it yourself, the more you're going to be able to help others in their yeah. desire to accomplish the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's why anytime I hear any of these, I'm thinking, okay, how can I, how can I take this particular situation to leverage my ability to get stronger at this? Mm. 
Now, uh, you know, I know a lot of people who are looking a lot at a lot of the stuff at the moment, my sister, for example, and um, brother and, and, and different people around me. And, you know, I say to them, I'm not particularly worried. And they say, why? <laughs> yeah, that always gets an interesting conversation. <laughs> I said, because I create my own reality, even in the midst of an absolute storm, I'm going to create what I'm going to create and I'm going to mm. stick to what I believe and where, you know, where I'm focused and all the rest of it. But I'm really enjoying watching the drama go on outside at the moment because I have a very stable core. Mm. Yeah. If I didn't have a stable core, I might get thrown madly all over the place. Oh, easily. But yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Very easily. So I'm, I'm really able to sit there and take in all these bits and pieces and like, wow, how incredible are they doing that? You know, <laughs> I can see, I can see the benefit of what every side is doing. I can mm. look at the both sides. And Isn't say, that interesting? This is what they're trying to do. Mm. Yeah. And, and it's okay. You know, in the end of the day, I know that man has this incredible desire to be free. Mm. Um, uh, but the, 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 the thing is, if, Everybody had a really decent salary on the planet. Guess what? Once you you reach a certain level of salary, you start thinking about protecting the planet. Sure. So if you want to protect the planet, make sure people increase their salaries, increase everybody's salaries. Yeah. And then you will have an amazing planet. Mm -hmm. Okay. But no, now you want to starve them. To increase and improve the planet, and it's going to have completely the reverse effect. Because when you when you're sitting on that 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 base core level where you need food, shelter, uh, and 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 protection, like a home or something, then you've got people who will kill the person next to them to get mm. to, to stay alive. So you're getting a people that are definitely not going to think about the planet in any shape or form. They're thinking about their next meal. Yeah, and that the, makes a very vicious, vicious, vicious mm-hmm. cycle. Has for generations. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. It, it, <clears throat> excuse me. The uh, the other thought that kind of goes along with that for me in my mind is it, it, this is all this is going this is going to sound like dark humor. I don't. I, I can't think of a better way to frame it than that. So it's going to just come out like dark humor. But. I think about somebody who is promoting a, uh, an idea that I know is going to achieve the kind of inverse result that you're talking about. And the thought that goes through my head is, well, good luck with that. <laughs> I mean, that's the same thought every time. That's exactly what I said to somebody yesterday. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, yeah. it is kind of dark humor, but actually there, there, there's also some genuine intent behind the, the comment, from, for me anyway. Because what I really mean is, yeah, to make fun of it in a sense, but also good luck with following that through to the end as soon as humanly possible. Because I would love to see that reach its culmination so that it could be done. But it, nothing's ever done. There's a next chapter and a next chapter and a next chapter and a next chapter. There, there, you're right. Nothing is ever done. I need to find a, a different way to express what it is I'm trying to, to express. Um, I'm, I'm using the word culmination because that's the word that gets used to describe the Ukraine war. You made reference to the re- Ukraine war mm. and it, it's used to describe when a particular situation plays itself out as far as it can go in that particular segment of time. That's mm. what I mean by done, not permanently done, not permanently resolved or anything like that. I mean that 
Um, I mean, we, that's the way stories work. That's the way dramas work. You made reference to drama. Dramas, it's a, it's a very straightforward process. You have a situation, you have a counter situation that goes against that. You have a crisis and you have a resolution. That's drama. That's the way drama mm-hmm. works. And that, that has ends continuously. It, you know, this drama ends and the next follows up after that. But that drama did actually end for that particular moment. That episode stopped at that point in time. And that's what I look for. I look for how quickly can that episode end? That's why I want to encourage them. Good luck with that. Because I want them to see how it plays out. I know that the sooner they see how well it plays out or how poorly it plays out, the sooner they're going to get the opportunity to take a moment and say, well, let's see, is that really the result I wanted? Am I getting the results that I was hoping for? I I, I apply this, for instance, to I I have a a lot of guests lately on um, talking about healthcare over the last not healthcare, but um, the world of medicine and health and so forth. And I, I'm often touching pretty strongly on the idea that the mainstream medical community kind of drags its feet and moves slowly. And I keep looking for ways to say, yeah, okay, you're getting that. What's the next step? What's the next step? What's the next step? That, that becomes the basis for a lot of my interviews. Mm. Just asking people, what's what the next step? What's exciting about the health scene is I'm going to be talking to Rotary about health, which I'm quite excited about. Mm. Um, but one of the things I've bought recently is a hydrogen machine. Hydrogen you got water. one, really? You got one. Oh, <laughs> have you actually received it? By the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I bought it from America from a reputable company. Okay. Um, I actually had it shipped out because I, I wanted to, I didn't want to get one of the China, China knockoffs. So, um, but so this is I've this wasn't some, this wasn't one of the ones by that Japanese company that I bought from then. Oh, you bought it from a Japanese company? No, it, no. It, well, no. it's a Japanese com- com- company that is based uh, partly in, in the America. US, but, but it was originally okay. based on Japanese technology. Um, uh, yeah, I think all hydrogen water is based on Japanese technology. Well, they really ultimately, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I just wanted to. A company that I could feel trusted because there's not a lot of machines out there. I mean, you can buy a Japanese machine on Amazon UK, mm-hmm. but it's Chinese knockoff. There's no backup. There's no support. What happens when something breaks or doesn't work oh, anymore? Yeah. Where do you go? You've got like no ties to anything, which is really not my idea of fun, but at least it's, you know, they give you a year warranty in this American machine and it's tested. And I watched a lot of stuff, et cetera. But, mm. um, the feedings I'm already getting is a, is a tingling up in my whole chest area. Really? Um, it's affecting my lower back when I sneeze. Uh, now, how, yeah. how long have you been using um, the It's helped my digestion a week. A week? No, okay. Yeah. What's the date? Uh, a week and week. Yeah, it's pretty much seven days. Okay. <clears throat> um, I've noticed uh, my digestion is, in, is improved. Hmm. I've noticed my sleep has improved. Um, no, my sleep was terrible, but it's just really deep and, and, and good now mm-hmm. um, in, in, in a way that it wasn't before. Uh, just things I'm starting to perceive because um, I'm really aware of my body. What's the other things that it's done? Um, yeah. There was certain areas in my stomach that were a little bit sensitive. It's pretty much all gone now. Nice. Um, urination is slightly better. Not that it was bad. Um, it just seems to be a little bit easier in some shape or form, which is really nice. It's, it's not a biggie, but it's, it's, it's really nice. Um, 
Well, well, you're describing a number of different ways that um, when you reduce inflammation, you, you get little tweaks. And you're yeah. describing what some of these tweaks are. Mm. Did um, you notice so, a difference that quickly, Walt? Say again? Did you notice a difference that quickly? No. Subtle, I you, I him, subtle, <laughs> subtle differences. I, the, the, the way I was looking at it was, can I objectively state that I've seen a significant measurable, scientifically measurable change? And I couldn't. But if you asked me subjectively, I subjectively, I felt that there was something going on, but I couldn't tell you exactly what other than I felt a little bit better, a little bit, you know, the, the, like things were improving, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Yeah. That, that was about as far as I could go with it. Like Louis was saying, I, I, I really couldn't say here's something that happened. To, to me, I've been studying my body and the way it reacts for so long that to me, I can pick up things fairly yeah, quickly. I, I kind of got that and, sense. And yeah. Yeah. Just spot on. So, uh, the thing, Emery, you may not know about it, but it's very good at cleaning up the arteries. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Very good at that. Also helping with weight loss. And it's very interesting how it does it. It's almost, they say hydrogen's almost intelligent about the way it goes about heating the body. It doesn't just mm. slam in there like a brick, right. like radiation or whatever there and just knock everything off, off the block. It's, it says, Oh, I think I should go here and do this. Very you know, which is really interesting. It's like, wow, how the hell does that work? Yeah. Right. But it's almost like it knows to... what your body needs. Exactly. exactly. Which yeah. is what it needs now. Mm. Which is really weird. I mean, you can buy one on Amazon for 80 quid um, and you can start using it, but it's a smallish one. I wanted one that was a liter and a half at least because I go through a lot of water, you know. Yeah. Um, we cook with, we, we, um, what's the word? Uh, I always struggle with the word where, where you steam water and you take off the drops and you turn it into distilled. Distilled, distilled water. water. Yes. Okay. So I distilled the water. I put it through all my processes, which you've heard about and love and appreciation is written on everything. Mm. <laughs> like even my new distillers got it the, the new um, hydrogen machines got it on. Uh, it's everywhere. It's on, it's on everything. It's inside my fridge. It's those that to me, it's, it's very important from the, from my understanding and, and working with it for years and years and years is, is, is love and appreciation is one of the most powerful things that I've done out of the whole process. And it's the most, one of the most woo woo ones, you know, Although yeah, another, science behind another it. Japanese import too, because Dr. Emoto was also exactly. Emoto. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, it, it's to me, um, I'm very, very keen for the hydrogen to, um, work all its magic on on me because i'm going to be able to pick up different pieces and i'll, I'll tell you what mm -hmm. i perceive along the way because i'm sure there'll be a gambit of other things that have, that have popped out um but i do feel my stomach is is happier it's, it's mm. there seems to be less inflammation on some level than that which i'm really happy about because it's and, you know, and for listeners who are curious, because I, I haven't talked about it in a long time, I was able to identify one thing scientifically. I think I told you about this, Louis. Um, back in November, I had a whole bunch of blood work done. And yeah. one of the results of those blood tests was the doctor telling me that I had uh, among the lowest inflammation levels that she'd ever seen. So, so what do they call that? Something marker, isn't it? It, yeah, it's a marker of some kind. I don't know yeah. the technical term for it. Oh, I was looking for that term. I've been trying to get in my brain. But I yeah. suppose I can do a Google search in it. But, you know, the, the lowering that inflammation marker mm -hmm. to to nothing. Yeah, if I remember and, right, and, you told and me. Before you were very high, isn't it? 
Well, I don't, I don't know how high I was before because I don't okay. have a, a prior test result. But from what she was telling me, my marker or whatever whatever the label is for the thing yeah. was the equivalent of somebody in his late 20s. And I'm in my 60s. So wow. I felt pretty good about that. Has it not improved your eyesight as well? Or did you mention that before? Or could <laughs> potentially be? It, it, it's potentially. And the reason I say that is I had been doing all this work for years to clear that macular degeneration that I've been dealing with. And at my last eye appointment, which was about a month before I got the machine, they told me that I didn't have macular degeneration. And so wow. I, I achieved my goal, which was fabulous. But I also, one of the ways I justified myself, because I, I bought the really expensive machine, one of the ways I justified that expense was I want to protect the eyesight that I have. And, you know, it, it's not just about getting rid of the macular degeneration. It's about promoting the eye health. And anything that's going to bring inflammation down is definitely going to help eye health because as far as I can see, my goodness, most of the eye conditions and diseases and so forth have some degree of inflammation in them. So I figure it's one of the best things I can do for myself. So even if I don't have a scientific study that shows, yes, Walt, actually heal macular degeneration with hydrogen, I don't care. I'm going to take it anyway. Yeah, and no, I'm, I'm really, I'm really keen to, to work with this, with this machine over the next, you know, whatever time. Um, but now the whole family is using that as well. Um, oh, cool. you know, I had that little swirly thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, this, this hydrogen machine also swirls it. Oh, does it? And it swirls it faster and better than the old machine ever did. Really? And you, it really aerates it. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, when you're looking in a river and you see those swirls. Right, right. Where it sucks yeah. the air down and everything gets aerated. And of course you've got the waterfalls in the river, et cetera. So there's a lot of aeration naturally in the rivers. I always looking at the rivers as kind of how my water should look. Rivers, oh, okay. clean rivers have mineral deposits in the water because it's come down the river. Mm-hmm. It's, it's aerated because of the waterfalls. Um, and, um, you know, it's just natural, it gets sunlight as well on it. So, you know, I'm just kind of looking at what is, what nat- nature knows how things are supposed to be done. Mm. And I'm always looking at, you know, how nature does it and then how I should do it. And, you know, there, there was a guy I was watching on YouTube. He's incredible. He has uh, a very interesting philosophy on health. Uh, gosh, how much time we got? <laughs> oh, about a minute and a half, but that's right. We'll a minute, yeah. I, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe it's, 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 it's uh, probably best to bring it into an, another episode, but. He, he just takes, um, just to give you a little bit, bit of a bite, he says most people, when they give him certain symptoms, he'll tell you what mineral and vitamin you're missing. And he'll do 600 pounds worth of blood tests, and he'll tell you exactly what it is. He mm. just puts you in a regime, and he's had tremendous amount of famous people, etc., completely turn their lives around. Mm. You know, very, very public, um, and, and he's very high profile. He's very confident. And he's very knowledgeable. Um, and he was a, he was an insurance, uh, a life insurance salesman. And they, it's incredible how many stats they can tell you exactly you're this age and you've got this and this, you'll die then. <laughs> wow. You know, they, they know exactly and they, and they're incredibly accurate. And you're saying, you know, like 20, 20 banks have gone down because of this recession and all the rest of it, but no insurance, life insurance companies have gone down. <laughs> um, but you know, he just brings up some interesting, um, 
statistics when it comes to that whole world that he was playing in along the way. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, wow, you know, he, he really has a lot of knowledge and he really nails it. And I can feel, you know, I can feel when people are saying things, if it's, if it's really valid or not. His, his angle is very, very different to mine. Um, but he has uh, an interesting angle, which I appreciate. I, I don't know if you guys knew I had a guest on uh, within the last couple of weeks. I can't even remember his name, but he, he was a really interesting guest. And among other things, uh, he was telling us about how um, the, his associates who are scientific associates can do hair analysis. And so I'm actually going to pursue that and, and have hair analysis done to find out what the current state of my body is from that particular um, hmm. medical perspective. It, it's uh, it's it's the kind of uh, test that gets done more by a, uh, a holistic type practitioner than a, a traditional MD. But uh, I'm curious. I mean, I didn't even know that uh, that that the holistics were, were doing you know something that was more along the lines of, of a true scientific study test. You know, where you put something under a microscope and find out what it's showing you. And that that alone made me curious to find out. So anyway, that's my long-winded way of saying I'll, I'll let everybody know what the results are once I find out what. Yeah, those no, that'll are. be cool. Yeah, I want to hear that. Yeah. Uh, I, I just wanted to bring up very quickly about hair. Is I was at Rotary the other day and I was looking around all the. The Rotarians are saying, "Wow, well, the only guy with a little bit of black hair here." <laughs> <laughs> so, if they can tell me why I've still got black hair, <laughs> we could probably do a show on that one too. Actually, now that I think about it, <laughs> wonder why. The only one on this podcast who wears some black hair. This is just fake. Mine's this is fake. <laughs> Hmm, you know okay. what they say, fake it until you make it. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I can see the lack of belief in your, in your eyes. <laughs> no, I, I honestly do believe, I, I mean, let, I, I have to honestly say that because of how well I've been indoctrinated by our society, um, I, I'm like everybody else, I believe that once you start getting old, everything's going to start falling apart. There's a piece of that I just can't totally shake just yet. Hmm. But I'm working on it. I'm working on mm. shifting that because I, everything we've talked about oh, for years here on the show tells me use it or lose it. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, so I'm kind of, this, this is like me going to the gym. Uh, this, this, this is the, the muscles that I'm trying to, to build up. This, this, the muscle belief that in the face of incredible odds, somehow I can make my, my hair actually darken by being mm. more youthful and more healthy and whatever. I don't I even know what you do. You got to buff your, buff your finger down. Like that. I don't remember the buffing things. the few. I, I did. I don't remember that one. No, you don't. There's, no. there's a whole clinic in America that uh, teaches you to buff your nails. <laughs> they mm -hmm. get you in there and they get you to buff your nails every day and do a few other things, and your hair goes black and they send you off. <laughs> okay. Well, that, <laughs> this whole show is, today has been kind of wacky. That's a great wacky way to <laughs> well, kind of finish. Well, if you think of reflexology, the the tips of your fingers <laughs> or your head. Okay. <laughs> Wow. All right. Okay. I don't think we've left the realm of wacky, but I'm okay with that. That's fine. <laughs> no, seriously, this has been like the craziest episode because, uh, you know, we couldn't actually finish everything we were talking about with Kelly and we'll bring her back another time and all these crazy electronic things going on. But in the end, it still ended up being a fun, interesting informative yeah. exploration. That's ultimately what we're looking for. So thanks guys very much. I appreciate that. And thank, thank you, you to podcast listeners everywhere. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Take care.